Bonjour, y'all, and welcome to episode four of Feed the Bean. I'm Andrew, your host, your daddy day cuisine, and father of the bean. This is a podcast in which I make gourmet-ish foods for my picky eating toddler. I hinted at it last week that I would be turning my kitchen into a Parisian cafe that would hopefully serve exactly what the bean was looking for. Now it's time for the grand reveal. I decided to lean into the fact that the bean loves grilled cheese. It's one of my go-tos when I need to get her to eat something. But I thought to myself, how can we fancify, gourmetify something as humble as a grilled cheese? So I do what you should always do if you want to make something fancy. You look at the French version of it. Now, say what you will about the French, that they're wonderful, that they have erected a 100-foot-tall steel phallus in the center of their city, that their food is delicious. You thought I was going to say something bad about the French there, didn't you? I would never. We had like six downloads on the trailer from France. I would never say anything bad about the French, except that maybe they should have nipped my buddy's French ex-girlfriend in the bud. Any self-respecting country would probably have imprisoned someone like her before she reached adulthood, went to college in the States, and ruined a whole year of my life when I lived with her. But she's half American, so maybe it's not all France's fault, but I do hold a little bit of a grudge. But how do we fancify a grilled cheese? So the French in all their food-making glory, have a croque monsoor. Monsoor. Croque. I don't speak French. It's a French mister. A croque mister in France. French. Ugh. Forgive me. A croque mister. So what it is, is it's the heaviest, richest, grilled cheese, ham and cheese, actually, that you can imagine. You get a thick, soft brioche, and you load both sides with butter. Okay, I paused the podcast, looked up on Google, and I've been practicing. A croque monsieur. And what it is, it's the heaviest, most delicious grilled ham and cheese you could ever make. It doesn't, it's not just bread toasted with ham and cheese on it. That's basic. The French would never do that to food. Are you kidding me? There has to be sauces, probably cream-based. There has to be five different cheeses. And it can't just be any bread. It's got to be brioche. Brioche, baby. Thick cut. Too thin and it can't handle the sloppy mess that this sandwich is. But that is what's delicious about this sandwich. It's a freaking mess. It's a sandwich that you have to eat with a fork and knife. Is that even still a sandwich? Yeah, I know the defining characteristic of a sandwich is that it has two pieces of bread on the outside. But also the defining characteristic of a sandwich is that you lift the thing to your friggin' face. And if you can't do that, is it a sandwich or is it a regular meal? Uh, What do you call a meal that's not a sandwich? Sandwiches are all I eat. They're perfect. The case is still food. 
This was the last meal that I made in Florida at my in-laws before I returned to cold, wet, rainy, snowy Massachusetts. Uh, And it was a bittersweet ordeal. But we decided to take the whole family to the market. And of course, we went to the best market in the world, Doris's Italian Market. I'm going to miss you, Doris. I love you. I'll hold you in my heart forever. And I'll never let go. I feel like I'm Jack from the Titanic looking up at Doris as I drop from that door into the frozen Arctic, never to be seen again and only be remembered by a horny old lady. Doris, you horny old doll. I love you. Uh, But we took the whole family to Doris's market and it was sort of a different experience than my last couple of trips Um, there. Here's what you shouldn't do. Don't take your toddler to the supermarket, to the market, right before nap time. Don't do it. Don't take them before nap time. And if they're struggling to get into the car and go to the store, don't promise treats when you get there. Because then you have a tired, screaming toddler screaming for treats in the middle of a packed store on a weekend. And you go to the bakery to try to get them a cookie or some sort of treat, and you find out that they don't separate their allergens from the rest of their stuff. So even if you just were to get them, say, a cinnamon roll or a chocolate chip cookie, it's prepared on the same surface as everything with peanuts. So then you have to look your sleepy, angry toddler in the eye and say, no treats for you. Sorry, I know I promised it, and here I am breaking my promise, but the treats are poison for you. They don't understand that. They don't understand that you're protecting them, that the treats are poison. And then you have to find them Haribo gummy bears. Great. Great. Let's give them the biggest choking hazard we can find to eat in the car on the way home. But that's on myself. That's on me, not on Doris's. I will say I went to the deli this time at Doris's and got a scoop of the chopped liver. Holy cow. Best chopped liver I've ever had. I don't understand the expression, what am I, chopped liver? You don't like me? What am I, chopped liver? You don't think about me? Because chopped liver is the best. I love liver. It should be, oh, thank you. You got me a gift for no reason. I must be chopped liver. This is great. You're the best. I'm the best. I'm chopped liver. There is one great benefit to taking a very overtired, sleepy toddler to the store. And that's that they fall asleep on the car ride home. And you get that great parenting moment where you unclip them from their car seat, their pure dead weight, and you lift them up and they just fold into your chest and shoulder and their dead weight snuggling against you. They wrap their arm around your neck and snuggle their face into your uh, side of your neck. And it is the closest you can get to those newborn snuggles with a toddler that I've found. And it kind of makes the whole thing worth it because it's the only time you get those dead weight fully pressed against you snuggles. And I love it. So I can hear all of you while you're driving your cars or doing the dishes or vacuuming your houses during your children's naps. Andrew, what is... A croque monsieur. What is a French mister? So it's that great brioche bread 
ham, Gruyere cheese, Swiss cheese, Parmesan cheese, bechamel sauce. Well, Andrew, what is bechamel sauce or bechamel sauce, which both pronunciations I expect are probably incorrect? So what is a bechamel sauce? Well, it is, just like everything else, heavily dairy-based. You start off by making a roux with melted butter and flour. In a separate small pan, you heat up half milk, half cream, and you get it just to the point before it's boiling. You want it steaming, and you slowly mix it in to your roux. You then add a little bit of nutmeg. Uh, if you're feeling gutsy, it gives it kind of a nutmeg flavor, which was really nice. Uh, I loved it. And you mix, you mix, 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 mix. You don't stop. Uh, and you want it to get to sort of a spreadable butter consistency. So if you're keeping track, we have butter, we have full cream, we have whole milk, we have Gruyere cheese, we have Swiss cheese, we have Parmesan cheese. That is six different dairy products. If you remember from a previous episode, I told you that I'm super lactose intolerant. And I was planning on recording after we ate, but my stomach was like the Atlantic during a hurricane. This sandwich is like kryptonite to my stomach, Superman. Except for the fact that Superman is otherwise indestructible. And even at the best of times, I lack intestinal fortitude. Instead of Superman, my stomach is more like the Joker from the Batman animated series from the 90s. Constantly trying to kill entire cities with noxious gas. Anyways, you make the sauce into a butter-like spread consistency, and then you set it aside. It's okay if it gets cold. You take your bread, you butter the outside, you put a layer of bechamel on the inside of both slices of bread, Put down some shredded Gruyere, or if you have slices, put down some slices. Put down some ham. Put a little bit of Dijon mustard on the ham, not on the bechamel. You don't want them to mix. You want them separate. Then you put more cheese. Then you close up the sandwich with the other slice of bread, obviously. And you toast it on a pan like how you would make a regular grilled cheese. You take it off. And this is where you add the extra, extra, extra dairy that's going to ruin my night. You slather more bechamel on top. That's more cream, more milk, more butter on the top of your sandwich. And then you add more Gruyere, more Parmesan. Oh, I forgot to tell you, on the inside of the sandwich, we also have to add Swiss cheese to give it the ooey gooey meltedness. That kind of meltedness that when you pull the sandwich apart, you get those strings extending like you're in the middle of an Arby's commercial. That's what we're looking for. So I cut back on the amount of cheese a little. Uh, you should use the equivalent of like five or six slices of cheese per sandwich. And I probably did one, two, maybe three slices of cheese. It was hard to tell. I bought the Gruyere and the Parmesan in a block and shredded them myself. So it's really hard to tell how much uh, cheese you're getting in there when you're just pulling from a shredded pile. Um, I like using shredded cheese whenever I'm making a melt or a grilled cheese. I think it melts better. 
uh, and more evenly, uh, more surface area. So uh, the heat can contact more of the cheese and melt it quicker because there's nothing worse than uh, frying it in a pan and having the bread perfect and having everything inside still cold and unmelted. But there is a solution for that that you use with the bechamel. So after we've taken it off the pan and we put in that bechamel on top, you've put the extra cheese on top, you move all of your sandwiches to a baking sheet and you have your oven preheated to around 300 degrees. And you slide into the middle rack and leave it for 10 to 15 minutes until everything's looking the ooeyest and the gooeyest. Then you pull it out and uh, you don't pull it out. That's wrong. You move it to the top rack and put on broil. And you're going to have to keep a close eye on it because what you want here is to get uh, a top layer of browning on your top piece of bread with all the cheese on it. You want that cheese browned uh, for texture and for the visual appeal. And then you take it out, cut it in half, serve immediately. We also served with this uh, roasted Brussels sprouts tossed in olive oil and salt. Got them extra crispy. They were a big hit. Always love Brussels. Nothing quite like making your entire kitchen, nay, your entire house stink like farts um, from the cooking. The actual farts come afterwards from the Brussels, from the dairy. This is a fart-tastic meal. 10 out of 10 farts for this one. Now that we're serving the meal, let's go check in for a taste test with the bean. And as always, brace yourself for some screaming. Be warned. You want some broccoli? No. You want a Brussels sprout? No. Do you want just the bread? No. It's cheesy. Do you want cheese? No. I can't. Why not? I want apple. You want an apple? Oh no, get cracked. You want to sit on your chair and eat an apple? No. Can you say please? Okay, go get on it. I can't. Oh my goodness, Jen. look at this cheese. No, no, I can't eat it. This ham is good. It's so good. Mom, what is that? It's wine. I love wine. You love wine? No. <laughs> no. Do wine. You don't like wine? No. No. You like <laughs> milk. Yeah. <laughs> you silly. You've never had wine. No. Wine and coffee is for the grown-ups, right? Yeah, I do get them. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. You're not all done. Daddy's cutting up an I'm apple. First, let me say, that was a nightmare to edit. It was basically 15 minutes of screaming intercut with a little bit of quiet time. And a little bit of talking. And that's what you heard. But that wasn't even the hard part about editing. That's expected when you're recording a two-year-old trying to eat, trying to get them to sit at the table. No, apparently someone in this family is a horse wearing a human mask. The lip smacking, the mouth noises, the tongue noises, the heavy breathing. 
I know this was a heavy meal and required some chewing, but holy moly, this was an exercise in trying not to puke on my laptop. That's the kind of sound I'm talking about. So I did my best to edit it out. If you heard any of it, I'm sorry. But listening back to the Bean's reaction really brings me back to that moment and how utterly heartbroken I was by her refusal to eat dinner. This was supposed to be a guaranteed home run out of the park. This was designed to be exactly what she likes to eat, a grilled cheese, and take that cheesiness and up it a level so that she loves it even more. Like I was so proud of myself when I was shopping for this because I was so convinced it was going to be a hit that this would be one of those meals that when I ask the bean, what do you want to eat? She says, French mister, French mister. And I get to make it again and again. I was in a sour mood for a while after this meal. You know, you, you expect to be used to having a toddler not enjoy or refuse to eat what you make them and just want an apple instead. But it wasn't supposed to go this way. This was my coup de gras, which is French for cup of grace. I am making up. But like, if, if I can't take a grilled cheese that she loves and gourmet it up even beyond the normal with the avocado and seasoning and cooking it in ghee like I normally do, if I take it a level beyond that and she won't eat it, what will she eat? What can I, what am I doing? How do I get her to get these foods down her screaming gullet? I love the kid, but this was a hard pill to swallow. I am going to make it again because it was phenomenal. This was everything that's great about a grilled cheese, the comfort foodiness, the savoriness with more, more savory, more comfort, more flavor. The bechamel with a little bit of nutmeg, it's like having creamy eggnog in the sandwich. The ooey gooeyness was off the charts. Every flavor that you want to hit with this meal came through. It was perfect, perfectly executed, perfectly flavored, but the bean will never know it because the bean refused to eat it. But I won't be defeated. I'm an adult and I am stubborn to a fault. Ask any one of my teachers growing up or my parents, or my wife, or my friends, I will get this child to eat this sandwich, even if I have to cook it once a week for the next 10 weeks, because she loves it. This was made for her, and I won't rest until she recognizes the fact that she loves this sandwich. This is typically not a dinnertime sandwich. In France, it's served as lunch with French fries, if you can believe that, taking this super rich sandwich and serving a super rich side. 
And in the States, you typically see it on a brunch menu, uh, a bougie cafe. I can't really imagine having this at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. and then being expected to go about the rest of my day. This is a day ender, a day killer. If I eat this sandwich, that's it for me. That's the whole day. The rest of the day is spent digesting this and breaking it down. Even I think if you aren't lactose intolerant, you're going to be out of commission for a couple of hours, at least, digesting this one. You're not, you know, having a boozy brunch, eating a French mister, and then going playing a pickup game of ball down at the park. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review The Bean and Myself on Apple Podcasts. We don't pay for any advertising here on Feed the Bean and rely solely on word of mouth. So please tell your friends and have them take a listen. If you get a listening party together with you and three friends, let me know and I'll record a personal intro just for you. All I ask in return is a picture from your listening party that I can share on social media. Speaking of social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Feed the Bean, all one word, to stay up to date on everything happening with the Bean and myself. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Feed the Bean Podcast to see pictures of our gourmet delectables. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm your chef daddy. Oh,